Thanks, brother. Thank you. Amen. How everybody doing? Good morning. Y'all doing good? Yes. Um, again, my name is Tony Cross. I am a covenant member here. And um, it's good to be here. Right now, um, um, it's good to see family and friends here. You know? Um, I went to school in Iowa, Iowa Westland. That's where I met my lovely wife. And um, I played four years there. You know, football, greeting, grind, I love it, right? But out of those four years, I never, not, not a sad moment, but I never had my family come and watch me play. So it's good to, when I look out in front of the audience, man, it's good to see my family here. It's so good that to see that, that's just that support. You know what I'm saying? And so um, as I'm getting ready for this, um, this sermon, um, it was tough, but you know it's God's word, but it's going to do us some good at the very end, right? And so, um, before I get started, um, definitely, again, I want to show my appreciation for all my family and friends that are here. Thank you all so much for coming out, taking time out to support me. Thank you, um, Soma family. You all are my family. Uh, thank you all so much for giving me this opportunity to come before you for y'all can listen to your brother. I appreciate that. And uh, I want to thank you for my... Um, the reason why I, I, I'm here, the reason why I be. Uh, thank you for my son. Uh, I appreciate you. I thank you uh, for all that you are. You're a special gift. Um, I thank you for um, just being who you are, uh, the light. Uh, thank you for my rock, uh, Tamise. Uh, thank you so much uh, for all that you do. I appreciate you. You are so awesome, and, um, and you make me great. So I thank you. I really do. So before we get, uh, get started, um, help me um, try to contain myself here. Um, let's, let's go in a word of prayer. Uh, so we hear thus said the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you now. I thank you, Father God, for all the things that you have done. I thank you, God, for placing your hands on us, God, and protecting us, God. So now, Father, um, bless this vessel, God, so I can speak out to your word and what you have said, Father. And, Lord, prepare the hearts to receive it. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so we're going to dive right on to this thing. Um, I'll be coming from you, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. And we have some Bibles next to you there, the blue and white Bibles. If you don't have one, um, you can take it. It's a gift from us to you. Um, we will be going from the page 474. Again, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. And it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many would say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. 
I want to bring to your attention today, our topic today is be in the know. Be in the know. As I was getting ready for this scripture, this preaching this word, I don't often go on Facebook, but sometimes, you know, I do the likes and stuff like that. My wife get on to me, you know, never go on Facebook and all type of stuff. But this time, just so happened, I was on Facebook. How many of y'all go on Facebook around here? Don't make me feel, I know. Hey, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, don't be ashamed. Show it. Okay. <laughs> and so on this particular time, on Facebook, you know, on Facebook, it's not just only just meeting friends, but it's also to show ads and stuff like that, right? So here, new parents. Um, on that ad, I saw where it says, in the note, uh, innovations. And on that ad, new parents, come here. They had a baby that was in his crib, but this was no ordinary crib. Okay? It was a crib to where, Tom, come here. Um, if you did not get any rest, you could place your baby on inside that crib and it had a mechanism that you can swallow them, wrap them up tight, you know, and then you can press a button or something like that and rock them to sleep. So you can get some rest. Tom, but look at that, man. You can get some rest. All right? And this ad says, in the no innovation, it was, I looked it up, it was basically a company that it had different innovation all over the world, and they just want to give you information about what's new going on in today's society. In the no innovations, knowing different things. And as you read this here, it's all about in the no. What's in the know. In the know would be something like you all didn't know that maybe we had our own Mozart in this congregation. You didn't know that, right? Our own pastor, Bobby, is Mozart. He can play keys, piano. Like right now, he'll put on his coat, get a little penguin thing, he'll flash him out, and he'll play some. You see, y'all didn't even know that, did you? You didn't know he could play piano, did you? None of that stuff. Another thing, in the know, what you know, um, Brian, there you go, right there. Where's Chris? I don't know if Chris is here today, but guess what? They are Cleveland Browns fans. <laughs> you did not know that, did you? I know you didn't know that, right? But guess what? I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan. And if you know what I know, Baker Mayfield was number one. He went where? The to the Browns, baby. <laughs> so you did not know that, guess what? Uh, I'm a Browns fan, too. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know? So you wouldn't know that if you didn't interact with us. You know? In the know is basically saying you have intimate knowledge on a particular subject. In the know to have, to have intimate knowledge on a particular subject. That means you walk and talk with him, you know, we go over, hey, is Baker Mayfield good if he, man, he is, he's that, he that boy. He's, hey, he gonna take us, man, you can spill the energy, he gonna do that. And so I look into the scripture and it says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. For the past couple of months now, all right, months, weeks, We've been on the uh, Sermon on the Mount to where we've been preaching and teaching, hey, you are the salt of the world. 
of the earth. You're the light of the world. Don't get divorced. Do not lay your treasures here on earth, but store them in where? In heaven. And last week, he even said, guess what? You should not judge. Sometimes we do it anyway. You shouldn't judge, right? And so here, Jesus was speaking. In a great sermon, I mean, he had some of everything in this sermon. And as we move along, come to the very end, he's like, he's actually the, the introduction, the, the, the body, the points. And now we're heading into his conclusion in chapter 7. To where it seems as if he's given a snapshot on what the future may hold. In my natural mind, I look at the scripture where it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And to me, it seems as if, have any one of you all been to the game or watching the game on television and the players be running inside the locker room? Or even you've been in a concert, people be hollering and stuff like that. They be calling the person's name and sometimes the person would give them a high five or recognize them. But at this particular point in time, I imagine God coming because he's talking about judgment day when he's coming back. And I'm imagining that when he comes back, people are saying, Lord, Lord. You're coming. But Jesus is just walking. He's walking because maybe he has not recognized the intimacy that he's been looking for. Which brings me to this point. Knowing someone, knowing of someone is not the same as knowing someone. See, you all, I don't want to throw you off too much, but my name ain't Tony. Right? Y'all feel me? It's on my birth certificate, but my name isn't Tony. Now, people that call me Tony, you all know me from, I can say, a professional standpoint. Okay? People that even call me TC know me from a professional, I can say college. Like when I went to college, they called me TC, right? Tony Cross, yeah, TC. But my family called me by my middle name, which is Ryan. Huh? So if I go back home, they don't call me Tony. They don't even call me TC. They call me Ryan. Ryan simplifies that, hey, you was raised by your grandmother named Ethel Marshall. That you was given principles by your uncles who are, huh, kind of weird, your cousins. But they raised you as an uncle slash father. And my uncle is named, get this out, Uncle Fuzzy. That's not his real name. That's his nickname. Okay? I had an uncle, God bless his soul, he's gone. His name was Uncle B. I have another uncle who's named James Arthur. And another uncle who's named Raymond. But all those people that I just called out are the pillars of who you see today. That if I walk out, and I'm just walking, if you call me Tony, I might keep on walking because there's a lot of people out here named Tony. Right? I won't even turn around, you know? But if you call Ryan, I'm turning around. 
because I know you know me. You understand? You know me. You know about my Uncle Fuzzy. You ain't tripping. You know about my grandmother, who is dear to me. You know about all those people, man, what I've been through and uh, how I feel that I'm from Georgia. You know about all of that stuff because you have intimate relationship with me that matters. And it brings us to this scripture here in Matthew chapter 7. You ain't got to turn with me, but if you want to, you can. I don't have the pages for you, but it's okay. Matthew 7, uh, verse 16, is what it says. You will recognize them by their fruits. What is your character? People, that's how people recognize you. What you bring to the table. Who are you? In our society today, a lot of things that we do, we do a lot of surface stuff. But we want to say we're keeping it real. Are we? Are you really? Is a high five just good enough? Or is it should we just be talking to one another and getting a point to where we recognize each other about who we are and what we stand for. That shouldn't be an issue of whether or not we are black or white, Hispanic, brown, yellow, but it should be an issue of do I know you? That's the issue. And when we go to the point and say we recognize each other by our fruits and what we do, I don't want you to get caught up just on, hey, I got to perform. I, I have to show. Because in here, if we read down to the 22nd verse, it'll show you this. Because at the same time, as people were calling out God's name, they were also saying, man, as if, why are you walking by me? Because didn't I prophesy in your name? Did y'all see that there? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, Lord, yeah. did we not prophesy in your name? Why are you throwing me shade. I prophesied in your name. Yeah. I even cast out demons yeah. in your name. I did mighty works in your name. I was in the suite over here in your name. I invited people to church in your name. Lord, I even opened up my house to people in your name. But he said to them, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. So I'm going to be doing all this when I get to that day? Ain't going to mean nothing? So there must be a greater issue, a greater reason what I might be missing. Got to be. So bring me to this. That was my second point is that it's not what you know, it's who you know. How many of y'all know how you heard that, that, that little phrase? It's not what you know, it's who you know. Normally we use this phrase when we're trying to get a what? A J-O-B. There you go, brother. They, they, they're trying to frex on me. They know what it is. You know? It's about who you know. And a lot of us, we lead with our talents and not our heart. A lot of us do that. I'm included in that a lot of us too. That's not the way. I don't want to trick you or fool you, okay? When we talk about this word, this Bible, it's not what you do. It's who you know. Amen. That's what it is. And it's which takes me to this verse here, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. 
and we were singing about it. I was like, man, they all up in my stuff. <laughs> Which is good, though. Yeah. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. This is a gift that God is freely given unto us. So no matter what type of work you do, giving to charity, you know, praying, what all that, that, that's good. Do that. All right? But it's not the works that you do that make God love you. God loves us no matter what. He said in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I want to check the room and make sure I'm not by myself. How many of y'all have been with someone that have left you? I'm by myself. I raised my hand. I'm by myself. How many of y'all like that who've been touched? For the ones that have always had people with you throughout your life, God bless you. God bless you. For the ones that have been wronged, you know, we can take heed to that, that word where it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's good. Isn't it not? That's good word. Which brings me to my third point here is in all of us to be balanced and all of us to be secure in who we are and what he's telling all of us to be in the know, we have to know God's will. That's what he says here in the first verse here. Go back to that. 21st verse, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So you all may be asking, like, I'm like, what is the will of God? I got the answer for you. First will that I looked at, some of the wills, you know, is that the will of God is for all of us to be saved. It's for us to be saved, for us to recognize who he is. On 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 through 4, it says this. It's good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. I don't know if you know that a lot of people out here do not have a Christian worldview. A lot of people believe in the Big Bang Theory, right? A lot of people believe, I don't know what it is with these, uh, I don't know, people that have a lot of money. Um, they don't believe in God. They believe in what we call, I guess what they call, the universe. How y'all ever heard of people refer to the universe, that I got to become one with the universe? Um, I can't even, like, imagine, but I can somewhat understand, but I, I, I can't. Because I know that's not truth. Like science even says nothing can come from something. I mean, that don't, don't work. That people do not have the Christian worldview. So 
You must believe that God sent his only begotten son to die for you. Like you got to believe that. And if there is not a God, and there is not a God who sent his son to die for our sins, guess what we're doing? We're doing all this stuff in vain. Which means you're going to the MC, open your home, don't mean anything. That means coming to church don't mean anything if there isn't a God. If there isn't someone that came and died for you and I. So his will is for us to be saved. The second thing in his will for us is for us to be spirit filled. Another, go back to Ephesians chapter 5, 17 and 19 says this. Again, Ephesians 5, 17 and 19 says this. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody to the Lord with your heart. That's scripture, not me, not what Ryan's saying, that's scripture. You know, we're supposed to be singing loud and thank you with a melody and say, thank you, Jesus. Spirit filled. What are the fruits of the spirit? Do you have love when no one's not loving you? Do you have patience when someone has wronged you and you won't Judgment right then and there, but do you have patience to, over, to overcome that? Yeah. To overcome that anger? Yeah. Are you loving? Are you gentle? My wife get on me all the time. Baby, you got to be gentle with me. Are you gentle? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you gentle? Come on, people that got attitudes. Do you have self-control? I'm the only one around here. Y'all going to stop this. I'm the only one around here. Who be having temper problems around here? Do you have self-control? Y'all laughing, but I know what it is. It's knock your head. I know, I know, I know, I know. Self-control. To be spirit-filled. That's what we have to do. That's the will. That's how he recognized you. Here's my son. Like, I know my son, right? Have any one of y'all kids or family members said this? They looking all messed up in the face and everything, right? And then you say, what's wrong with you? And guess what they say? Nothing. Y'all know what they be saying. They be saying nothing. I said, come on, Ja. You, you know I know. I call him Ja. You know I, come on. I know you. What's wrong? You know them because you interact when you know them. You know, they, you know what they are. You know the fruits of the spirit that they bring. So that stuff doesn't confuse you. With all this stuff that's going around, that's all. So that brings me to my third one, the will. That God wants us to be sanctified. Sanctification is he wants you to be what? Set apart. I mean, you shouldn't even look like the world. Hmm? You shouldn't even... No, it should be a difference, night and day. If you get two people right here, bam, bam, I look at him. Oh, you're a Christian. You love the Lord. Won't you pray for him? That's what should be going on. <laughs> That's what really should be going on. But now, 
you get people, I can't even tell the difference. I can't. Oh, well, how old? You don't have no principles? So some means somebody cut you off. You cussing them out? That's what we doing? Oh, come on, married people. Hey, hey. Somebody make you mad. Uh, you going to give them a cold shoulder? You ain't going to say nothing? You going to go to bed mad? That's what we doing? Like, I, we should know the difference. We should know the difference. We should be set apart. Here's my scripture for that. Do you think I'm not playing? <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, and it says this. Ain't my words. It's God's word. Here, here we go. For this is the will of God, yeah. your sanctification, yes. that you abstain from uh, sexual immortality. Yeah, I think I might just slide on. But y'all get the drift. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get it, right? We can't look like the world. If we look like the world, like how are we going to witness to them? Because what's going to happen is you're trying to correct me, but look at you. Last week we talked about that speck and that log. You know, we so quick to jump on somebody else. We say, this is what you need to do. Do you need to do that? But then the moment we ask you about you, guess what you do? Nothing. You say nothing. Which brings me to my wheel here. Last one here is his will is for us to smile. My reference scripture for that is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, and it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's the reason why I say you can't be, you know, out here tripping at times, because us as Christians, we got to be what? Rejoicing. And we have to be praying. Over all things, make sure I look at that right. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. I did it. it says all, not some, all circumstances. That should be praising God. Thank you, Jesus. I know it don't look like I want to look, but thank you anyhow. Why is that? Because I believe and I know that it's working out for my good. Death is the will of my father. And I'm wrapping up here when I come to the conclusion here. You might be asking, how can I apply this will in my life? Like, what can I do? Put the mic down for a minute. What can I do? Y'all can still hear me, right? Yeah. What can I do? The will, knowing that God God say that he is. What I have to do? You know, it's kind of tight. Y'all give me a break. All right? I say to you, you have to become a servant. When I put on these gloves here, even though they all tight and small and stuff like that, 
all right? But you get my drift. That you should become a server. It says here that in the last days, there's a parable that he used in Matthew with the talents. He says this, that I, in the last day, I'm going to know you. Thy good and faithful servant. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. So we do put into practice all these wills. We put into practice the fruit. We put into practice that we are saved. We put into practice that we are sanctified. And we smile while doing it. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Have any one of you all been out to a restaurant, right? And then you ask the, uh, the, 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 the server or the servant, like, uh, what's on the menu? And they tell you, I don't know. What's the soup of the day? I don't know. Like, that's not really knowing. You are not having intimate knowledge of what you have. Like, a servant knows that, that there is a menu. But a good servant knows what's in the menu. See, all these things that we do is not for not. It's not for show. But it is for us to please our Lord and Savior. David wrote, which is a great servant, in Psalms 34 and 8. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. You and I must take refuge in our Lord and Savior. I don't care what it looks like. When I abide in you, you're going to do what? You're going to abide in me. That when circumstances come in my life, I'm going to be able to withstand that. Why? Because I know the truth. That you was persecuted for me. You was whipped for me. You bled for me. You did all that for me. And you didn't say a mumbling word. But I also know the truth that the story did not end there. For it was God's will that Christ be lifted up. Amen? It was God's will that he said, if I be lifted up, that I would draw all men. And that's the reason why we're in this room today. Different backgrounds. Different shades of color. Why? It's because it's the will of God that's brought us here. And it's going to be the will of God to take us through. So I'm here today and say, thank you, family. I know we didn't, you know, when born up here in Indianapolis. But I believe in that will. That even though back in Georgia, your fellow brother Ryan was being made. And it was on this particular day right here that I was, I was able, we was able to share God's word together. So I thank you for this opportunity and since you all now are servants, are great servers, 
I want to leave you with this tip. We don't know the hour when he's coming back, but he will be back. And he's coming for his church. He's coming for his bride. And I, my question to you, while he's coming, will he be able to recognize you? Judgment is real. This preaching stuff, teaching stuff, it's not no rah-rah thing. It's for real. That we are preparing you for the day to come. And will he on that day to come? Will he be able to say to you, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God. I thank you for this opportunity, Father, to preach your word, to teach your word. And Lord, I thank you, God, that your word that it went forth does not fall on empty ground. That I'm praying that this seed be entered in, God, and that you will water it, God. You will give it sunlight, and it's you that will give the increase. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for what you have been doing. I thank you, God, for being a protector, God. I thank you, God, for being a way maker, God. And I thank you, Father God, for giving us more understanding and the wisdom in your word. Lord, we love you. Lord, we can't live without you. And we bless you and praise you for everything, for it is your will that we want to know. And we're glad to be in the know of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Tony. <clears throat> Every Sunday here at Northwest, we celebrate, we call it celebrate, we remember, we together as a community take a meal. We take a piece of the bread and we dip it in the juice in the cup because it symbolizes that we know that we are known by God. As Tony talked about, that knowledge doesn't come from the spiritual checklist that we can check off, the things that we do on a weekend and week out basis. That if I get to the end of the week and I've, I've done my, my checklist, I've been able to check all those things off, then I can come here and I can know that God knows me. That's not what Tony was saying, was he? We know that God knows us because of what Jesus did. Not what we do. What we do flows from that grace and that gift and that knowledge that God has set us apart, that God will never leave us, that God will never forsake us. And so as we come and we take communion, if you are here this morning and your trust is not in your own ability to perform for God, not in your ability to check everything off of that list, but that your trust is in Jesus and what he has done, then I invite you to come and take, to come and celebrate, to come with a heart of thanksgiving for that free gift that God has offered you. If you're here this morning and you're just not sure, you're not sure where you're at. You're not sure where you stand. I want to invite you, just stay in your seat. This isn't some magical thing that gets you good, in good with God. This represents what you know and what you're believing in. 
And there's no shame from saying in your seat this morning. But we would love to talk with you more. So you can put that on your Connect card. You can talk to Tony. You can talk to me. You can talk to Pastor Nate after the service. And we would love to sit down with you and explain to you how you can know that you are known by God. So I want to invite you to come this morning. Let's take this together. Let's celebrate that God not only came to die for us, but that God is coming back again. That we look forward to that. We rejoice in that and knowing that one day we will see him face to face. So come, let's take communion together.